what's what's that over there? Oh, oh, it's it's a customer, honey. Wait, a customer's coming. G give him a notepad. Give him an apron. Oh boy, don't don't mess us up, Jimmy. Don't mess us up. <laughs> Oh, hello, sir. Oh, well, thank you for your business, first off. Uh, oh, can I get something for you? What's that? You want a, uh, you want a, a sesame seed cake? Okay, let me... Wait, what's that? You want a let them eat takes? Oh, oh. Oh, brother. Well, oh, boy. Well, I'll, I'll just let you know a little secret. Well, we haven't had one of those in quite a while. They kind of gave up after the college football season, and they tried getting in on the NBA draft action and then you know they just that life got a little too busy for them uh I'll let you in on another secret I actually have those boys around back you know I just kind of leave them in a room and give them their iPhones and their Twitters and just let them you know talk about sports but uh, they ain't had much say in the last couple months uh suppose I can go back and check on see if we get you a, a new a new let me take let me let me see what I can do Oh, you, 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 oh, you, you are, oh, this is the, the day of all days, I gotta tell you, I got a hot, fresh, uh, let them eat takes just for you, I think they're gonna be talking, talking about a little bit of, a little bit of college football, I don't know what's going on other than just idiots talking these days, we're gonna talk about, uh, just some stupid shit people said on the internet, and, uh, I'll, I'll just let you listen for yourself, oh, 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 oh no, no, it's free of charge, free of charge, <sighs> <laughs> Bonjour, and welcome to Let Them Eat Takes, the sports podcast for the Outrage Era. I am Jonathan, once again with Scott and Justin. How are you doing, Scotty? What just happened? We ordered a sesame seed cake at a southern bakery. Um, I don't think I've ever actually had a sesame seed cake. I just remember that one scene from, the, I think, the movie Congo. Yes, the where he freaks like, out. Freaks out, Tim Curry. Do not eat my sesame cake. And then Tim Curry just eats it anyway. like, I told you, do not eat my sesame yeah. cake! He makes, spits, he makes him spit out what's in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> what a great movie. I need to watch that movie this week. Um, yeah, so we took a uh, season... We'll call it season one wrapped after college football season, and then life got a little bit busy, work and otherwise. However, because most of us, two-thirds of us live in the South... Unlike uh, Scott, who lives on the, the West Coast, left coast. The lib coast. <laughs> um, uh, in the South, college football is king. We recognize that. And we wanted to continue doing this. Uh, we are starting season two right now. And going to be going through the entire college football season. We might, not we might, we will definitely talk about other stuff besides college football there. So... Anyway, hope everyone is doing well. I didn't know if any of you had something to say about something in sports matter or non-sports matter that may have happened since January when we last potted. There's not been a lot of sports, right? Just kidding. I think the most important update is that Rafael Palmero does have an advertisement deal with Viagra, but according to his agent, he does not suffer from this problem. So clear <laughs> that up. 
Oh my gosh! And we know that he would never lie. He would never lie to you. Never. <laughs> he's, he's definitely he's not, not in Congress. He's not like a perfect uh, spokesperson for a uh, a drug. That's for sure. What if he just takes them anyway? An, like, an, enhancement, an enhancement drug. Rafael Palmer would never enhance anything with his with his body with a drug. Um. So uh, Hawks had a pretty good run in the NBA playoffs. Do you know that? Um, yeah, they got swept by the Knicks in the first round, right? That's yeah, what I read. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah what we Spike were told. Lee teabagged Trey Young at the end of yeah, Game Four. We it was it was quite a sight. <laughs> Can't wait until he makes a movie about it. Personally, in his guy, movie, you're Trey, you're more in his movie. In his movie, Trey Young's gonna be played by a white guy. <laughs> as long as he doesn't have any real hair to speak of, I think it's fine. Like, I thought Trey Young was terrible. black. It's like, no, he's not. Yeah, Trey Young is, yeah, hair is objectively terrible. He needs to fire his stylist or barber or both. Or just go ahead and go bald. Is it like a hide the bald thing, you think? I, I think he thinks it's awesome, which is what makes it so mm. funny. Mm. All right, Scotty, you're the basketball guy. Oh, what about it? Uh, I, I believe the Hawks did quite well in the draft, slash in resigning yeah, some yeah. players, so... Uh, yeah, the Hawks had a good had a good playoff run, followed by a good off season. Drafted some guys that people expected were gonna already be picked, but happened to slip a little bit down to where the Hawks were picking. So, kind of all good stuff across the board. And some and of the then, other teams in the East also stayed pretty good, right? Yeah, so it's gonna be one of those scenarios where the Hawks had a good playoff run, right? So next year, if the Hawks do anything other than make it to the conference finals, people are going to be like, oh, look, it was fool's goal. They took a step back. They're not actually that good. They're not any good anymore. That kind of stuff. But <laughs> a, a lot of teams in the East got better. You know, Milwaukee and, and uh, Brooklyn look like the clear top two. And then after that, you got like a bunch of teams that'll be fighting it out. So How about it'll make those, for a good uh... season. Yeah, how about those Lakers becoming like the retiree superstars of all basketball? Gosh, just add an old dude after old dude after old dude. I was wa- I was at the gym yesterday and I was watching the coverage on it. It's like, oh, here's Carmel- Carmel- Carmelo Anthony joining LeBron James. LeBron James was number one in the 2003 draft and Carmelo was number three. And all, all I could think was, dang, it really has been since 2003 since both those guys entered the league i was in high school <laughs> i wasn't yeah think about that <laughs> and i'm almost i'm almost 40 and i was in high school <laughs> just like they're, Carmen, they're, they're, they're almost 40, 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm looking him up right now. he's he was born may 29th 1984 which makes him 37 years old and he's still balling still well, not playing defense i was about to say balling yeah um, oh my gosh. Well, I know that the Olympics just had their closing ceremonies on uh Sunday. USA, USA, USA won a <laughs> bunch of medals. Did we win? USA in the had gold? the most, most we, gold, most silver, and most. We bronze. did have, we did have the most gold, and okay, we, well, had, we had the most everything. Yeah, <laughs> we, we always have the most everything, I guess. Yeah, the I'm looking at the medal count right now. It's uh, we led. The medal count with 113 total medals. 
that's 39 gold. Uh, China got 38 gold medals. They do pretty well at these Olympics. Japan was uh, third on the... Um, strong. Uh, yeah, they, they were strong. Got ho- good to see the host country do strong. And Great Britain was number four with 22 gold medals. And then there's some, uh, some country I've never heard of called ROC that uh, had 20 medals and 71 total. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ROC. No clue who that is. Yeah, no idea. That's a new new country called Rock City. Yeah, another country I was not aware of that exists in these Olympics was Chinese Taipei. That's just Taiwan to China. Right, right, right. It is. Yeah, that was gonna make you were. were, were, I ruined the joke. Okay, it was a bad funny. (laughs) I ruined the joke. We said we said no 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 politics, just sports, right? (laughs) Well, I feel like. I mean, I understand. That's why I listen to Clay Travis, just for the sport. <laughs> I thought I unfollowed him, and he always shows up back on my newsfeed. I, I don't follow him. I just have him on my trash list of like really crappy people whose sports takes I don't want to see unless I'm looking for crappy sports takes, which I haven't <laughs> looked at in a while. And then I went back and looked at it, and I'm like, I can't find a single sports take. It's literally all just politics. Yeah, it's pretty. I guess sad. that's where he found his money. I feel like the Olympics is the only time where it's acceptable to talk about politics and sports. There's a lot of crazy stuff that happened with you know, same same old same old. You know, some athletes having meltdowns and bowing out of their events. You know, uh, people seeking political refuge in other parts of the world using sports as a way to travel. But I was actually really amused by the Olympics this year. I typically make fun of my wife because she's like super super into it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those events, I have a hard time, especially like gymnastics, I have a hard time figuring out who did well and who did a no-no. Mm. But uh, I it, I don't know. I enjoyed it this year. Um, I Gosh, fencing is so weird to me. Fencing? Yeah, I'm going to send you this. I'm going to send it. That's your weird one? Because I was going to say horse dancing. Horse, horse dancing uh, is weird, but look at this photo I just sent you guys. Oh. It, it looks like, I don't know, it's like two Google Homes with little weird bendy swords <laughs> fighting each other. The helmet is with the Google Home. Or here's like an early 90s version of Daft Punk fencing with theremins. I don't know. That's it's funny. just funny to watch. I guess it's like a safe way to sword fight, which I'm I'm kind of can get behind. I don't know. Yeah, I also make. Why, why are we so worried about safety here? Can we get some real sword fighting at the Olympics? <laughs> Let there be blood. Oh man, yeah, I make fun of my wife for being too into it too, and I'll just be like, "Oh, I thought these were over already." She'd be like, "Shut up, John." But they happened. Uh, U.S. Men's. They, they happened. NBC didn't show any of it, but they happened. You're right. They didn't show it, but it happened. The uh, U.S. men's basketball team secured its fourth consecutive gold medal in basketball after a little bit of drama. But... So embarrassing. <laughs> what you should was be the like teabagging. You should be teabagging these French dudes instead of like barely pulling out a victory because they missed some shots at the end. I just feel like we didn't really have the best uh, the NBA American NBA players had to offer. No, we definitely did not. So, and and then it didn't help when Team USA was like, "Oh, we got a couple spots open. Let's add Javale McGee and Keon Johnson or something." Well, then they had and a it, couple of the NBA champs too, like Drew Holiday and 
Uh, but I think he was always on the team. He just was late getting to the team. Oh, I see. Because saying. he was still in the playoffs. But they had some guys get hurt or back out, and they added some like random scrubs. And I was like, there are other all-star players that wanted to play. And you're like, no, they don't fit our system. We need JaVale McGee. This sounds like <laughs> something that, that Coach Popovich would say. It was very Popovich. Do you want a JaVale McGee? I got one of those out back. Uh, I think LeBron <laughs> James is a little too old to be playing those Olympics. I do respect KD for continuing to play for the U.S. He's always done it his whole life. And now when yeah. he's a little bit older, he's still doing it. And I kind of respect that. Which is good because he's the only reason we won gold without Kevin <laughs> Durant. Correct. Without Kevin Durant, I don't know if we get a medal. Correct. Which is what not you- where it's not where Team USA is supposed to be. Like I know that we didn't have all of our like best players, but when we're playing France, we have nine All Stars and France has one All Star. So, like, yes, we didn't have our best players. We still had eight more All-Stars than they did. <laughs> like, this shouldn't be that close of a game. What do you... Do you think it's just kind of like... I don't know. Do you think it's like the bo- playing the Olympics is kind of like a bonus assignment you can get for extra credit? It's like, well, you know, I'm just going to half-ass it because if I do well, I'll get the extra credit. And if I don't, it's like, whatever. It's no skin off my back. <laughs> I think most of the guys actually really care and want to play in the Olympics. Um, but they changed coaches for the Olympic team, and then that kind of changed the structure of how they mm. do some things and who they wanted to pick. So then they start like picking the players they want ahead of time, and then some of those guys get hurt or back out or whatever. And then you like burn some relational bridges with some of the other dudes, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also... You know, the last two seasons have been weird, uh, weird sports seasons, right? So you had like the condensed off season two years in a row. I think people were not wanting to give that up, especially like if the guys were free agents and all that jazz. So I have the perfect segue into talking about some terrible takes because I read a real, real bad one. Oh, and it's not from a sports journalist, so I'm not going to like set this guy on fire, but it's still something that should just not have been tweeted. You ever read something that just shouldn't have been tweeted? Oh, like every 10 seconds on Twitter? All the time. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, U.S. soccer, uh, men and women, both had um, kind of big summers. Uh, The women ended up winning bronze in the Olympics, and the men ended up winning two trophies. Both trophies played against Mexico. The... The CONCACAF Nations League final, we beat Mexico with like our A squad, most would say. And then we went through the Gold Cup with like our C slash B minus team and ended up winning that against Mexico's A team in the final. Um, Very dramatically so, Atlanta's own Miles Robinson scored the header late in the game to secure the win over Mexico. So I'm on Twitter enjoying uh, the spoils of victory, and I read this take. <clears throat> I can't root for Team USA soccer team. No Latinos, maybe one on the roster. Unreal that we can't be represented on on a team where Latinos dominate the game. No thanks. Until somebody with a few more brain cells says, blatant racism for sure. When I watch USA basketball, I think the same thing. Where are all the average-sized white guys? I feel your pain. 
I'm pretty sure he was serious. That's what pisses me off so much. He was serious. Oh man! What if he wasn't? And he just got a but like dozens and dozens of people. Like, yeah, how how awful is that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. That's uh, pretty. <laughs> if he was pretty bad. Upon hmm. purpose. No, or if he was just yeah, if he was just being funny. <sighs> that's, yeah, it's one of those things. Like everybody knows it's dumb, but if you like dignify it with a response, you know, it's instantly problematic for you, or people call you problematic, whatever that means. So. <laughs> I would say it's just a bad tacky take. Man, that's bad. Anyway, thought I'd get us kicked off in the right direction with the bad takes. If you I guys... will say that it's much better than um, what I've heard from old people in the past. Look at teams that represent, you know, the United States and the Olympics. Like, oh, he didn't. He doesn't look like an American. That person don't even speak English. Oh my goodness! Like, oh, it's, I, I'll take that over. I'll take that stupidity over that ignorance any day i don't want any of it they're both stupid totally stupid really man it, i um we don't have to, i don't know how much you want to get into this but i saw a flurry of hot takes coming in after uh the u.s women's team won bronze mm-hmm. uh and it was was it before or after the men's team won uh conca calf i believe it was a couple hours after it's like the game yeah here, it was boom, but... yeah the game here in the states ended at like 11 30 eastern and i believe the women's team was going to kick off like in the middle of the night like maybe 3 or 4 a.m or something right boom boom and i i must confess like one of my initial thoughts i texted you this john was like you know i'm never i'm never happy when a u.s team loses an event but there's part of me that finds it really hilarious that the u.s women's team would be disqualified from gold against Canada in the same 24 hour period that the U S men's team would win something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I totally hear just, that. Just, just, just in for people who don't, who know why, why, why I would take joy and not enjoy. I, I just think it's funny. You know, Megan Rapinoe and other members of the U S women's team have made, uh, made a name for themselves. Well, they made names themselves playing soccer. But they've also notoriously hounded how unfair they think the compensation rate is, but you know the difference between men and women, and they often bring bring to attention, well, we've been better, more successful than the men's team have, and this was the one time where they couldn't actually make that point. Well, they still could have because U.S. men didn't even qualify for the Olympics, so there's that. That's true. That's true. But <laughs> I'm not going to shy away and say that I took minor little shit. detail. I, I'm not going to shy from that and saying I took great joy in them getting bronze. I mean, I wasn't actively rooting for them to lose to Canada, but when they lost, I was like, ah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> that's the long and short of it. I don't really think about them very often. I'm not going to lie. So just once every four years. I, mean, yeah, I like watching them win the World Cup and women's. You know, they, they, they've done it quite a few times in our lifetime. They, they can win that tournament. That's for sure. They're good at that. Has nothing to do with other countries not really giving a crap about their women at all. I I did some look into apparently so they act, Megan Rapinoe probably makes more money than uh, most of the players on the U.S. men's soccer team. She might make more money than all of them. It's just the the compensation rate is different. They negotiated a higher uh, base salary rate than the men's team, and the men's team has more bonuses and incentives, so their earning potential is higher than the women's team. They often don't uh, maximize on that potential. 
but any time they take it to court, it usually gets thrown out because they didn't. That's those are the terms that they agreed upon. Oh yeah, like a collective bargaining agreement. Right, right. So yeah. they just need to like instead of hounding people on Twitter about it, they should just you know set better terms the next time they're negotiating. So easier said than done, though. Mm-hmm. Uh. All right. Any uh, other terrible takes? I did see a good take, but I don't want to steal your Thunder JPEG because you posted it. What was that? It's <laughs> by our, our favorite. Uh, oh, Steve Spurrier. Oh. Ball coach. Oh, how have we gone 30 minutes into this or however long we've been and not talked about the SEC getting. Because we've been saving the best for last, Justin. Oh, the best for last. Yeah, so everybody knows this point. Oklahoma and Texas are for sure joining the SEC, at least by 2025, if not earlier. If the money bags in Austin, if Scrooge McDuck down in Austin could fork out enough, you know, coin out of his swimming pool to pay whatever it is they owe to Fox or Bighorn Network or whatever it is. I think they have enough money. They did, de- yeah. <laughs> Bighorn Network is a better name than Longhorn Network. I'm going to go into <laughs> The old Foghorn Network. I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, Foghorn Network. This Big Twelve conference it ain't got it. it ain't even got twelve teams. It only got ten. I count. I say, I say one. I said two. I said three. Oh, I don't know if I count Kansas as a football team. So let's say it's nine. They ain't got a division title to the name. I, I was legitimately concerned you were going to count all the way to ten there. <laughs> no, but so yeah, they're they're in. Um, there's so much. There's so much to unpack about that, and I would love to hear Scott's and uh, your thoughts about it too, John. But uh, one of my favorite instant takes because a lot of people are worried about this is unfair. There's just so many good teams coming into the SEC and it's just dominating. Here's old ball coach Steve Spurrier, uh, who sometimes is my spirit animal. Sometimes you know used to be the man <laughs> I despise the most in the sport, but now nowadays he's kind of occasionally my spirit animal. This is what he had to say about Texas joining the SEC. They can't win the Big 12 anyway. <laughs> so, it's yeah, I mean, uh, one, he is super not wrong. You know, and yeah, and two, from the football side of things, Oklahoma's the ad here, right? Mm-hmm. Texas is a money ad. Oklahoma's a football ad. Oof. Very succinct, Scott. It's very Oof. succinct. Not also hit the nail on the head. <sighs> Yeah, it seems with Oklahoma joining the conference, there already was kind of this idea of like, well, here's the SEC, and then there's everybody else, you know. But then the counterpoint was, you know, oh, there's actually more elite programs outside the SEC than there are in it. Because really, we're talking about who's elite in the SEC. It's like Alabama, maybe Georgia, maybe LSU, maybe, maybe Florida. And then outside, you had, oh, there's Ohio State, there's Clemson, there's Oklahoma. But then one of those guys just joined the SEC, so you could say that maybe 50% of elite programs now operate in the same, confidently say that they operate in the same conference, or will eventually. If you go look at the betting odds for the national title, there's pretty much only like five teams that really have a chance to win the national title. And at this point, Number one, number three, and number five are all in the SEC. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, Oklahoma's not in the SEC yet, but you get my point. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just one step closer to the old the Super League. The old uh, Super League that never there was and never was in Europe. We're just one step closer to that here in the in the States, I imagine. I don't think it'll ever actually get to a Super League like that. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen, Scott? Well, the problem with the Super League is what are you going to do? Get like 12, the 12 best college football programs and have a 12-team Super League? So that means you have a couple of the biggest programs that are signing up to just get their butt whooped by Alabama and go 3-8. and eight. <laughs> So it's like, is Oregon going to be like, oh, baby, I'm flying cross-country every single week to go 3-8 and because I only play Alabama? <laughs> It's a little tough to see that, right? If there turns into one big league, you know, a 32 or 48 team or 64 team league, which at that point is just a smaller division one rather than a league, because then you'd split it up by region and you'd call those regions conferences. And, oh, look, we walked our way all the way right back into college football as it's basically (laughs) structured. It, yeah, it might like sense. get smaller and separate, right? Like you might have some consolidation of the other conferences or the other conferences adding some of the better like power five teams and end up with like four or five big conferences and only those four or five big conferences are eligible for the future playoff and whatever format. But it's all uh, in we, limbo. The 12 team a... is like, you know, may or may not happen at this point, right? Yeah. We have a mutual friend who's very passionate about the promotion relegation system being implemented into college football and really, really wants it to happen. And I always uh, chuckle when you remind him that that's never going to happen. Why is that never going to happen? Yeah, money. In the (laughs) relegation system, if if you want to go from a non-relegation system to a relegation system, you have to have a lot of teams volunteer to possibly lose games, get knocked down a level, and get less money. And who's going to be like, excuse me, I would like to have the less money, please. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> um, says, we're, doing, we're doing it for the spirit of the game, Scott. We're doing yeah, it for it, the kids. If there were some way where they were swinging this whole deal, where it's like a larger thing, and you have some massive TV contract that blows everything else out of the water, and there's more money for everybody, maybe you could swing a relegation thing. But the problem is... You can just do that by doing a bigger playoff. So there's like no incentive for the schools to actually go to a relegation thing. Yeah. Well, and before with the, I don't know, this, I don't know if what I'm about to say is actually true, but um, I, I felt it. No, well, what I mean is like, <laughs> Famous left cards, baby. I, this is why I'm not tweeting it. Otherwise, I get splattered to the wall. But like before the BCS system, I felt like. It, it it was like a promotion relegation system in that if you had like an unranked Auburn, you know, do super well, they almost would have to do super well two seasons in a row to be able to be considered for that BCS national championship game because they would still be behind uh, two other teams that may have gone undefeated. They would be sitting there. And it's only the one of the main reasons was their preseason rank. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? 
I think it's more true for like your power five teams where you had like your Boise States and your Hawaii's and that kind of thing mm-hmm. where they group, would have group to of five. Yeah, sorry. Group of five. Yeah. Where they would have to put together like two or three undefeated seasons in a row so that the second or third time around, they would really get, you know, buzz for the top spots. But right. Because, like, Auburn, you know, Auburn started unranked, and they made the BCS championship yes. with Cam Newton. So, I mean... What was the time I'm thinking of that they finished third? Um, You're thinking probably one. when Jason Texas... Campbell? Yeah, when Texas and USC, oh, right? Campbell. Or was that USC and Oklahoma? Uh, was this when they had Jason Campbell and Carnell Williams? Yeah. And... So that was USC and Oklahoma were also yeah. both undefeated. So. No, yes, you're right. And then the USC beat them by like 60 points in Miami. I feel like that's what happened. Oh, yeah. USC beat them by yeah. so many points. It was like 55 to 7 or something like that. Yeah, I think everyone had picked Oklahoma to win big, too. And they got steamrolled. Yeah, that's when, the, yeah, it was Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, and I think Oklahoma had Jason White at quarterback. Something like that. I vaguely remember. Yeah. Um, Here's what I want to know, because you know, money pretty much dictates every outcome in college football these days. And mm-hmm. everyone, but at the same time, everyone seems to protest the direction that sports going. It's starting to become more of a nationalized. You know, it looks like some sort of le- national league more organized the NCAA. <laughs> How could that possibly be something like that? <laughs> less regional. Are, is is anyone going to stop buying at any point and slow this down? Is that going to happen? Does anyone actually dislike the direction it's going in enough to s- stop paying attention? I don't. I haven't seen any signs of that. So the way that it works is the same way that playoff expansion works. Is you're trying to cater to more fans, not the fans you have. Mm. Right. So getting more playoff games means people that are sports fans in general, but maybe not college football fans, those fans will pay attention. So you're adding, you know, five NFL fans and losing two college football fans. And that's a net plus three. And they say, cool, sounds good. More money. It's not. But but you have like a lot of stuff, like even with the 14 playoff already, with like Georgia's season, all right, I could watch the Clemson game and the Florida game, right? Anything else count? Uh, depends. Are we going to blow it against South Carolina? <laughs> no, we'll beat them by forty, so that's easy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. But but even then, right? If you lose a game like that, then if you're you know then the team's not worth watching the whole season because you're not in the playoffs if you're losing that game anyway, right? Right. That's true. So, or, you know, well, it's I mean, like, but okay. That, but that was true even before, though. You lose that early. Well, what, what year was it when we lost South Carolina early and then won out? And it, that, that oh, the 2007 out. year? Yeah, 2007. So that was true even then. Right. The, the difference was in 2007 was sort of this like in between because this whole process started slowly with the BCS and then turned into the playoff, right? But before the playoff and really before the BCS, if you won your conference, and you went to a big bowl that was seen as an achievement. Sure. So from like a from like a college football fan side of things, it's like, hey, we lost to South Carolina, and man, that sucked. But we're playing really well right now, 
and mm. we're going into this SEC championship game with a chance to win the conference and go play in a big bowl, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't matter, right? Like who cares about winning the SEC? I mean, I think that's true for where Georgia is at as a program right now. But if we were not where we're at right now, I think I would be caring about an SEC championship or playing in a big bowl. I would I still care bar, about an SEC. I think the bar the, is a little bit higher for Georgia right now. The Well, the problem is that it's getting really split into haves and have-nots. So you have the teams where you have five teams that have a chance to win the national title this year, according to Vegas. And then you have every other team that has no chance. And so the teams that have no chance, sure, I, I imagine the SEC championship would be great for Tennessee. They would love it, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely zero chance, right? Yeah. So that you have it split into teams that could win their conference but don't care because they only care about winning the playoff and teams right. that care about winning their conference but have no chance. Now, when yeah, they expand, right. when they expand to like a twelve-team playoff, it will the teams that have a that would care about winning the conference but have no chance to actually win the conference could then care about getting in the playoff mm. and actually have a chance to get in the playoff. So that's how you keep your member schools happy, mm-hmm. even though those schools would now be in the playoff. And they would go from having a 1% chance to win the title to a 1.2% chance to win the title. It doesn't matter because they're technically in and they can sell that. I mean, I, I get that. It's yeah. like, you know, Ohio State or Iowa State, right? Iowa State has a really good team, a really good program. They've like, they're really well run, right? They don't have enough like future NFL guys to really hang with the top tier. But now there's going to be a 12 team playoff. Well, maybe unless they walk it back right yeah so iowa state has a chance to get in they're gonna they're gonna lose their game to oklahoma or whatever they're not gonna win the big 12 but they're mm-hmm. gonna get in they're gonna be ranked i don't know 12th right sure so now to win the national title all they gotta do is beat number five georgia and then after that all they gotta do is beat number four oklahoma who they've already lost to twice and then after they beat Georgia and Oklahoma, then all they got to do is beat number one Alabama. Easy. So, sure, <laughs> Iowa State is now officially in the playoff. They just got to beat Georgia, Oklahoma, and Alabama all in a row, and they'll win that national title. I mean, I totally get what you're saying. I do think you can market, though, psychologically. You get a chance. Oh, yeah. And that's super important. You can't It'll happen once every ten chance. years, where there will be an Iowa State that could potentially upset somebody in the playoffs, maybe make on a run, but it ain't, it ain't happening this year. No, it won't be the norm. It'll be the outlier. But <sighs> yeah, in it, your marketing, it, it's all that doesn't a, matter. Yeah, it's all a marketing and psychological thing. And maybe, and this is a maybe, but it's possible. Maybe you have a scenario where expanding the playoff to twelve teams. Let's your like tier two level teams, your like Florida's, your Oregon's. I love you know, that you bring Florida in tier two. I love it. Uh, they are. It's just how it is. <laughs> Not sporting. Where it's like teams that have aspirations of getting to the playoffs, but like really aren't there. Right. But those teams can say, oh, we're in the playoff. And maybe it helps those teams recruiting. Maybe it helps the like financial buy in from the fans and that kind of stuff where. So there's a chance, maybe, where the expanded playoff 
lets that tier two help team or helps that tier two of teams catch up to the tier one and like recruiting and facilities mm. and money and that overall structure of how they run things. Yeah. So if it helps college football, it helps them that way. But this idea of like, Oh, they get access to the playoff and it's like, mm. I'm sorry. You got to beat like three <laughs> top five teams <laughs> in a row if you're a low seed. And that's, that's tough. So this whole thing oh, can is be it... explained with one GIF, and that's a dumb and number GIF. So you're saying there's a chance? Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> and and I said it earlier. I mentioned they'd have to play three top teams. I think you actually would play four. Yeah. If you didn't because, get a buy, so, I guess. Yeah. So if you're no, like Iowa a lower State's team, you're get the buy. Yeah. About? So if you're Iowa State getting in, and it's like, hey, you have a chance to to win a title. You just have to beat, you know. Georgia and then Oregon and then Oklahoma and then Alabama. So good luck, Iowa State. It's like <laughs> the eyes of the nation are upon you. As we remembered, I don't know if we got to talk about the. Uh, I think we maybe uh, recap the Sugar Bowl or the. Well, God, what bowl did Georgia? Was it the Peach Bowl? Yeah, Peach know. Bowl. We recapped the Peach Bowl. We talked about how everyone was. The the tagline was, "Oh, can Cincinnati take down the blue blood Georgia?" People oh. <laughs> love that headline. They love it. That game was close. It was close. It so, seems to Oh, sorry. Go I ahead, one, go Justin. I have one last thought talk about that. It seems to me there are two clear losers in the light of the SEC expanding and the playoffs also expanding, and those are Clemson and Ohio State. And wouldn't you know it, after the news of Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC broke, Ohio State, who I think was in favor of the Big 12, or excuse me, the 12-team playoff, uh, their news was that Gene Smith, their AD, was starting to push back against the idea of expanding the playoffs again. So The, the reason that some conferences and commissioners are pushing back against the, the 12-team playoff is because all the conference commissioners just sat down and agreed to and negotiated the 12-team amongst themselves based upon the knowledge of the current conference structure. And the oh. SEC, who is like straight up like mafia level, like running <laughs> this thing, is like, oh, yes, this structure seems great. Whilst being the only conference that knows they're about to add Texas and Oklahoma. Right. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. Greg Sankey's been cucking all these administrators. <laughs> He's a stone cold I, okay. dude. Playing it close I got to say, that's for sure. They had. They had been working for like six months to add Texas and Oklahoma. Oh yeah, and not a peep, not a single word. Close to the nothing chest. leaked. Close to the and chest. then it only leaked from like a Texas A and M. Somebody at Texas A and M got wind of it and leaked it to the Houston newspaper. And this was like a week before everything became official. So they worked on it for like six months, and then a week before it like leaked a little bit, but it was way too late. It was already done. There was just nothing to happen. And yeah, that's crazy. Especially with like, remember the last conference realignment? There was like so many rumors. And every time anybody like looked at somebody from another conference, you like knew about it, had like a full 10 page what about report. Nothing. Crickets. Nod, nod, wink, wink. Yeah. So they communicated using have, only smoke signals. A lot of people have said this that the best thing that the SEC started doing to help become like the premier college football conference was the commissioners that came in and just basically wrangled all the schools and were like, no, 
I make the rules and everybody else, you have to play along and play nice with each other. Like, no more turning in your rival school for recruiting violations because that's bad for the conference. And what's good for the conference is good for everybody. That kind of stuff, right? We haven't seen a lot of, like, major recruiting probation stuff outside of, like, Ole Miss, who is, like, not that important. And, like, if you do it that extreme, you can't help but get caught. That kind of deal, sure. right? But, like, none of your top schools have had that issue. Well, right? Ole Miss they, brought they it upon themselves. Out. Their head coach yeah, I, tweeted the email address to their compliance department. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, you want to talk about an outlier scenario, right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, so I, I, Hypothetically, if there are extraterrestrials, extraterrestrial intelligent life, they've made contact with us. The U.S. government should just trust that secret with Greg Sankey and the league commissioners, the SEC, rather than try to keep it secret themselves. That and that, and before you know it, Mars will be in the SEC West. <laughs> um, all right, Shout so as, <laughs> so as for why, as for, that's gonna, that's going to be a really rough road trip for like women's volleyball. <laughs> We got okay, so we got. I don't know any of the places on Mars. I be, I barely know Wait, the name of what the craters on the moon. <laughs> what direction is Mars from Atlanta or Birmingham? Is it east? Is it west? I don't since, know. Since can when I, has that can mattered? I take, when can, I take a me, can I take a can I take a mega bus? Can I take a mega bus? Since when has actual geography mattered? Right? They're like uh, Vanderbilt East, Auburn West, and like okay, that's flipped. <laughs> Missouri, yeah, you're in the East, Missouri. You're one of the most Western teams in the whole conference. It's true. Gosh, if that ever happens, some booster, some big level booster at Alabama is going to be calling Jeff Bezos. He's like, "Hey, I need you to get me in Mars. I'm tailgating there at four o'clock in the morning. Ain't nobody going to be taking my spot." Ooh-wee. Discovery Rover, you can move the f- on out. <laughs> <laughs> People could be reprogramming rovers to like bring them drinks. <laughs> oh man. Um so as we're winding down here, uh I think a good place to wind down is we haven't touched on baseball at all. So Crickets, I do man. I do think before we do that, I will say I think we'll do like a little college football preview episode and bring in some people who are really nerdy about this stuff and hear what they got. To I say. have someone in mind. I have someone in mind too. We have plenty. We'll do like a whole, it'll be a party. All right. Before we do that, let's uh, wind down with a little baseball. Um, um, baseball season is what got like two more months, six weeks left, something like that. And I will say the, 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 the race in the, in the NL East is neck and neck and neck. Everybody's are we gonna talk about the third place New York Mets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. third place New York Mets are really struggling. <laughs> uh-huh. I, love, I love on Mets Twitter. They just bitch about like, oh, well, you know, so and so is hurt, and here's Braves over here. Like, you're kidding, right? Like, <laughs> you're kidding. We're gonna talk about players that are hurt. Like, get the, get the f out of here. A guy we shelled out top dollar for is probably banned for life from baseball because he smacked his girlfriend with a cast. And then he's not gonna be banned for life. He's getting off like without. He's getting off with like a misdemeanor, and he'll be back on the team next year getting paid. Okay. Well, it's not a great scenario. It's, it's not, not, a, not a great outcome. Hopefully, it's he's not, not with the Braves. Hopefully, he's somewhere else. His contract's with the Braves. <laughs> 
it, and it's not like you know NFL where you can just cut dudes and not have to pay them the money. The Braves have to, we're gonna have to pay them the money. Oh, trust me, I so, know we paid Mike Hampton all those years to to sweep peanut shells, I guess, or maybe not even that. He was too hurt to sweep peanuts, Jonathan. <laughs> it's too hurt. Or Dan Ugly to not hit because he had an eye issue that he discovered magically with a month left in his career or something. Oh gosh. Oh, you mean yeah. I've been blind, Doc, this whole time? Wow, my my two eleven batting average wouldn't have let me onto that fact. <laughs> Um, I'm sure Dan Ugla's a nice guy. Uh, I'm sure Dan Ugla had dreams of hitting 211. I, I sat next to his family at a Braves game one time back when he was with the Marlins. They seemed nice. They seemed nice. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Mike Hampton's a nice guy. I will say this. Mike Hampton has a lot of money. We <laughs> <laughs> had to spend it all already. Um, I thought this was interesting. The most recent um, baseball uh, outrage... Uh, happened in Denver. Did you see this? Where the uh, no. <laughs> the Rockies the Rockies uh, broadcast. Uh, they were playing the Marlins, and the one of the parabolic mics, I think, is what it's called. It picked up a fan behind home plate, screaming what everyone thought for the first twenty four hours was the N word with a hard R at the batter in the box. Few people were like, actually. I think he's saying the the name of the Rockies mascot, whose name is Dinger. And he just is really hitting that G really hard at the end. And then when you look at the video, he is kind of motioning towards the mascot and the mascot does kind of walk over. And then the, subs, the, the subsequent 24 hours, people have kind of been like, Oh, okay. So they reached out to the guy and talked to him. He's like, yeah, I was saying Dinger, the name of, I was with my family and I wanted a photo with Dinger, the Rock's mask, the Rockies mascot. And so what was interesting is like all the outrage, obviously, that that uh, that happened the first 24 hours. But then there was almost like people were upset that it might have been just like an honest mistake. Like, <laughs> like they were like, no, 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 I wanted to be mad. You can't take this from me. <laughs> we had the sacrificial instruments laid out upon the altar. We were ready to take his job and his pension away from him. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. That's the part to me that I thought was weird. But yeah, a lot pe- of people came out hard with strong opinions before things played out, and then exactly. it's like, uh oh, what am I going to do? Reverse my position and say I jumped the gun? That's not how America works. That's not how life I'm, works. Well, I'm it, doubling it, down. Yeah, the dumb takes I saw were because some people were. Or the smarter people were like, hey, nobody seems to be freaking out in the video and everyone can hear him. You think that would let you on that maybe he wasn't shouting the N-word because in this country that would for sure elicit some reactions from people around you. Yeah, and no people, one reacted. Somebody, somebody would have at least turned their head and looked at him. Right. It doesn't even happen in the video, right? And right. Some, of the, some of the blue check responses were like, well, in this country, I could see someone doing that and not getting away with it. No one's saying anything. People think it's okay, which is just crap. That person has never sat in the stands at any sporting event. Me and Scott that went person... to watch Atlanta United in Nashville, and the guy behind us wouldn't shut the hell up, and he wasn't even saying the N-word, and I turned around multiple times. He kept saying stuff like, oh, they don't know how to handle Nashville. They don't know. They don't know how to handle Nashville. I kept turning around. I was like, who the hell is this guy thinking? Like, and he wasn't using any racial slurs. He was just being obnoxious, and I turned yeah, around multiple dumb. times. Even the guy who was a Nashville fan in front of us, he turned around and like, smiled like, who the frick... <laughs> Like, what is going on? Here? They can't handle our hot chicken. Our hot chicken uh, kicking. That was said. That was said. I'm pretty sure that was said. 
picture of a uh, of Messi wearing like Paris themed stuff. Yeah, he's official with PSG. I'm pretty sure. Whoa! Yeah, no, no, I'm saying it just happened like that. He's like wearing Paris stuff. And no, it's like non non photoshopped. Yeah. Well, the rumor this morning when I woke up was that he had signed like a two year for forty one million a year, with like an option for a third year. Um. Yeah, he's a PSG, so they can not win the Champions League with Messi and Neymar. <laughs> don't forget they got that dude who's the actual next best uh, soccer player in the history of the world oh Mbappe because he's fast yeah do you think his uh, annoying fans are going to start calling uh, PSG PFG I don't know what that means oh, what does it's that a, mean it's a it's, sorry it's a bad joke yeah this, you know how like the, the hey people... Justin you should explain it that'll make it better All are right. you trying to make fun of the Spanish Spaniard lisp no, I'm making fun of people who go study abroad for two weeks in Spain and come back and say, "Oh, I'm basically Spanish now." I don't. Oh, you call it Barcelona? It's actually called Barcelona. Oh well, the th. Well, you said f, and so that's why said I was like pf. No f, yeah. f, f, f. Oh, f, I thought you said pfg, and I was waiting for this turn to like a redneck fishing. Yeah, trip. I was like, I don't oh, know. No, I'm not that. sponsored by Colombia. <laughs> it's pfg. No. The, no, I know totally good. I'm not that big of a tryhard. I try hard a little, but I'm not. I'm, hopefully, I'm no, no. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. They're like, oh, PFG. <laughs> yeah, we, we know Messi's. We know Messi's not a PFG guy. He's a Colombia guy. That's his sponsor. He's wearing Colombia apparel and using Colombian lawyers to hide all his taxes. <laughs> Ooh, there it is. Ooh, hit him where it him where it hurts. I will say, I that, saw. That's what the Spanish government did. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a, a take on that. That said, and I was kind of, I kind of was like into the take, but the take was like, it's like, it's sad to see him go to an even worse league than the one he was in instead of testing himself in like a better league than the Spanish league. And I was like, hmm, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Isn't he like in his mid thirties though? Yeah. But like Ronaldo's played like in every effing league in the world. It feels like he was yeah. good in like all of them. Maybe he and just wanted to. Maybe he's got tired of tapas, John. Maybe he got tired of the late dinners, and he just wanted a nice baguette. I want a nice meal. I'm tired of not working. I'm tired of taking three months off of work a year and not working from the hours of three to five every day. I just want to go to a nice patisserie, get some creme pat, some macarons. Some creme pat? What the heck is a creme pat? Creme pat is a filling. Sorry, I watched Bake Off. in our it's non- an ingredient in a, a lot of like you know yeah 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 dessert bakery stuff, but it'd be, that would be like saying I want some icing. Uh, <laughs> I got you. Well, well doesn't well, try well. to be fancy over here. I am trying. All right. To be fancy. Well, yeah, do we have do we have a take to unite us to end our first <sighs> our first episode season two in, on the right note. Troubling times when the bonds we all share are threatened to be torn asunder by the quick takes, the hot takes, the medium rare takes, and the takes that are doomed to be deleted on Twitter tomorrow. We need a sports take to bring us back together. Now more than ever, these are the takes that unite us. Aubrey Huff getting his tw- his Twitter account suspended might be a, t- a take that unites. <laughs> Classic did, Huff. I didn't even see what he did to get it suspended. Let me see here. I think it's just being a dum dum. Yeah, I think it was a cumulative effect thing. 
Oh my god. Okay. This is this for sure. This is for sure the take that unites us. Scotty, would you read us through the tweet that got him? I don't know if this is what got him suspended, but wait, we got it. Theme music. It's been a while. Where's that? uh, Where's that tweet? I'll send it to you. You you sent it to me, dog. I don't know if that's the one that got him suspended or not. It's It's not. It can't be the one, but it's in juxtaposed next to the suspension screenshot. It is the uh, it is it's funny. Yeah, his uh, his big <laughs> winner, his big contribution to you know the intellectual discourse of society was that the top three reasons we are where we are as a, as a society is one technology, two fathers taken out. Are they being assassinated? That's what I was like. Are three. they being killed on mass? <laughs> and and three participation trophies. And then the reply, of course, is one, you wrote this on an iPhone. Two, you grew up without a dad. Admittedly, very sad. Three, you hit 192 over 52 games in 2012 and got a World Series ring. <laughs> oh, that last one was so good. <laughs> oh, man. And then somebody, I don't know who, he's like, uh, screenshotted the account suspension and Juxtapa is so funny. Oh, man. I feel united. I feel very united. It has been the take that united. Hey, is the old crotchety Southern baker going to escort us out? I don't know. He says his sesame seed cake still needs to prove a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah, that's a word I can see him saying. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm still proofing my dough. Honey, they said they said they might come back. Oh, we're gonna have to we'll have to wrangle us another LTEP. Maybe maybe we can get into some nice sports podcasting. Hey, thanks again for listening to the show. We were really excited to get back into this. It was a, a really long break. Really long. And uh, there were a couple people who uh, reached out to us and asked us when we were going to ever record again. And it meant a lot that uh, people really do listen, and uh, yeah, we would just thank you for that. Just a few notes. We are on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at LTET Podcast. That's L-T-E-T Podcast. Uh, we occasionally post on there. Um, we did make a promise at the beginning of the year that in this upcoming college football season that every time that JT Daniels threw a touchdown pass. We would post a picture of his beautiful mugshot superimposed over anything we can think of. Uh, we intend to follow through on that promise. Uh, hopefully, we have a lot of opportunities for that. Go, dogs. Um, that's pretty much it. Thank you, and we'll see you again next time.